on the weekends. And as promised, this is live and in person, fellas. We've never done this before. I'm kind of intimidated by it. Pretty uh, much all here together. Hopefully, so shortly. Those, those voices you hear are uh, Spencer and BJ. And I am Lee. And we are live at my house before a, uh, a mutual friend of ours wedding. And we're going to drink some whiskey, fellas. we got to play them. Get the day drinking going. God. Okay. Why do we always pregame weddings? We don't have much time. This is going to be a shorter uh, Whiskey on the Weekends than we normally do. We're going to have about 45 minutes. Um, But thank you for joining us. Um, You can get this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or at www.mangumtalks.com. If you like something you hear today, don't like something you hear today, uh, let us know. Mangumtalks.com, up right-hand corner, contact us and let us know. Uh, So, housekeeping out of the way, let's get to drinking, fellas. All right. Well, we have a bunch of stuff arrayed before us. Lee, what do you what do you think you want to start with? I think I want to start with Fireball. Now, if you listen to the last episode of Whiskey on the Weekends, um, everyone on the call had Fireball except for one other person. Uh, BJ, who was that? Um, I seem to remember as a, a lawyer that tried to weasel his way out of uh, drinking Fireball, and he got specific instructions. So Spencer. I, I see that you're just uh, staring with dismay at, at this label in front of you. There's, it, there's nothing about this label that looks appealing. There is a demon shooting fire above the words cinnamon whiskey. What's going to be good about this for me? This is like one of the, the few times where I really wish this this was a video podcast. Oh, God. So that people could see how sad you look <laughs> looking at the fireball bottle. You look so dumbed out. There's, there's yeah. a burn yeah. hole on the back label. That's all right. Look, Spencer, rip the bandaid off. Get it out of the way. That's going to be let's, how you let's feel pour it. Come on. Am I pouring it or am I just drinking it straight out of the bottle? Let's, yeah, straight out of the bottle. I mean, it's classy. It's fireball. Yeah, just take a nip. Just knock it back. It's fine. All right. And now I want to hear about the notes afterwards. Yeah. So, you, so, you want to hear notes? So, so, get, hear the notes. So, so get the bouquet first. You know, just just take a little whiff. Get the bouquet. I feel like I need to talk to some sommelier before we start. Just yeah. You know. So so it's less of a, a Vietnamese cinnamon and more of a um, like fireball candy mm. kind of cinnamon. Mm. Um, you know, sort of really hits you at the front of the nose and curls. You know, what le- left of your is, nose hair. Is this the kind of cinnamon that stays in the tongue, or is it more explore the full palate when it goes down? Um, it's it's more like coat the back of the throat and and lube in anything that wants to come in afterwards because it, it, it's a nice and sweet whiskey. You were doing nothing to help me with this. Well, it'll go down easy for you, Spencer. Guys, we have Levi. We're going to patch him in. Um, we have my phone. So let's get to Levi. Cool. Okay, so I think we've patched in Levi. Levi, are you there? I am, I am. What's up? Okay, so for the record, we've got myself, Spencer, and BJ at my house. And now we have Levi, who is joining us virtually. It looks like he's in the type of hotel room that you get if you're going to send a pipe bomb to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, you really skimped out on the uh, on the on the hotel room for this wedding. What, where are you at? I mean, this is a uh, Hampton Inn and Suites, uh, sponsored by <laughs> by Hilton. <laughs> All right, folks, it's a Hampton Inn and Suites. Mm. Well, uh, Levi, before you joined, uh, we were having a conversation about uh, Spencer being completely delinquent in the last whiskey on the weekends. He's going to pay for it today. He's got Fireball in his hand. Spencer, you ready to drink? No. All right, Spencer's ready to drink. Cheers to the world. Okay. The fireball is up. Uh, uh, Keep going. He took a a good slug there. A little sip. That is straight up liquid candy. So you like it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Spencer does not like that. That is melted cinnamon candy canes put in a bottle. I know, and you only have a half a bottle to go. 
<laughs> I mean, we can take it with us to the wedding. You can just take nips as the... Uh... This is my flask for the wedding. It's just a bottle of Fireball. Yeah. Wow. Man, you are... <laughs> going to be the real cool guy at the wedding. Pull <laughs> out the Fireball. That is vile. That is just candified. We'll get you some Smirnoff ice it's to chase really, it. It's really, really bad. All right, so... We're going to start drinking real things, but Spencer, you're going to have to continue to drink uh, the Fireball. Thank you for that. Um, but before we do that, um, one in a previous Whiskey on the Weekends, BJ threw out that pears were the worst fruit. I, did, I told I did. him pears were incredible. I promised that I would get him a Harry and David pear, and BJ has a Harry and David pear in his hand. Now, I'd like to point out now. Gold round um, is very pretty. Yes. So you get a dozen pears from Harry and David. There's only one that's gold wrapped, and that's from a different type of tree or something, and it's really good. I don't know. So I don't know all that. Unique one. This is supposed to be the best one in the batch. Mm. I am excited. Okay. So for our listeners, it's uh, a, a nice green pear, mm-hmm. um, slightly mottled, and uh, it's, it smells really pleasant too. A little bit perfumey. I can already tell a little bit that it's going to be. It's going to be tasty. All right. Let's see. Right. Look at that. Slurping up the juice. He wasn't ready for the juice. I was not ready for the juice. <laughs> so to sort of let the li- listeners in, uh, I was over at your place, Terry, last night. We were hang- hanging out with Spencer. Um, and it's clear that BJ, while an aficionado of some things, is not an aficionado of pears. Uh, because cause Spencer washed it off, uh, did a little knocking on it to sort of get a sense of, 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 of the crispness of the exterior, and then slurped down the juices like a pro. Whereas BJ was just sloppy about it. Yeah, it, it was kind of sloppy, and and I, I will continue to to hold on to pears are not my favorite fruit. Um, just the the texture is a little bit too mealy for me. It's 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 kind of like somebody tried to solidify some applesauce and and uh, <laughs> wrap it into a container to make it pleasing to the eye. And uh, I mean, it it is sweet. It is it is a somewhat pleasant flavor, but but man, as as textures go. Um, it kind of reminds me of one time I had uh, some shrimp that had not gone too well and kind of decomposing itself a little bit, and I bit it, and, and it was just like this mealy goo. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Look, hey, guys, all right. Spencer and Levi, yeah. we've known BJ now for many years, like 13 or 14. Does mm-hmm. it shock either one of you that he did not change his position after tasting the pears? Oh, God, no. Not at all. Um, although, by the way, I mean, I, he, he did slightly, in, in a way, throw nuance onto it because his initial hot take was pears are the worst fruit. Whereas True. now he's like, it's not bad. It's not my favorite. Which, to be fair to us, we're not asking you whether it's your favorite fruit. We're just saying that's not the worst fruit. Um, I, I was very much throwing out the pears are the worst fruit as, as a hot take rather than my, my uh, true held beliefs that are that are core to my being. But but as a very commonly consumed fruit, it is close to the bottom of my list. All right. Well, let's be fair to Harry and David, sponsor the pod, obviously. Um, as pears go. That, that is a very good pair as pears go. And my girlfriend will be hilariously excited that, that I took a bite. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, not – not such a fan, and she's going to go to town on that as soon as uh, I bring it out. Right? So she'll be the most excited. Well, the thing that you need to know, BJ, is that not only did I get you one golden wrap pair from Harry and David, I also got you a dozen to go, so she's going to have some to take home. Uh, she'll be be happiest. All right, let's start drinking. What we start with? Uh, we're going to start with Old Elk. This is a, uh, a bourbon, a blended bourbon. 
and it is from Fort Collins, Colorado. I love that town. I've been there multiple times. There is a bunch of good breweries. Uh, Colorado, surprisingly, a bunch of good whiskey from there. I believe uh, Breckenridge is from that area. And it's, uh, Breckenridge is from Colorado. A nice other... Uh, so while we drink this Old Elk, uh, Levi, what are you drinking? Uh, I am sort of working on the bottle of uh, the bourbon that I tried before, but I just grabbed a bottle as I was leaving the house because I had some things, to, some errands to run today. Um, it's the Eagle Rare. I'm finishing that up. I still have the small bottles for you guys, um, and I was thinking about giving to you, um, giving those to you today, uh, but then I realized you're probably pros at traveling and are not going to be uh, checking bags, so bringing big bottles of liquid it probably, probably won't fly. Well, if you use the uh, 100 mil ones, we can fly with those. Oh, because they're sealed? Because uh, they're less than uh, 3 ounce, 3.4 ounces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the ones that were on Amazon that uh, Terry sent me a link of. Yeah, I just traveled with four of those cross-country, so they'll, oh, they'll okay. go. Just put them in a clear plastic bag and you're good to go. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's one of the reasons that, that I chose this size, so so when I brought out the, the initial <laughs> offering, I could... Uh, fly out with it. But one thing to keep in mind is that BJ flew out from California, where I, I'm pretty sure you can just take keys of cocaine <laughs> on the plane. I mean, they, it's the wild west yeah. out there. The wildest. Well, okay, guys. Old Elk. Cheers. 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 That's a nice start. <laughs> it's got a, got a lot of caramel in it. Yeah. Really pleasant. It's not too hard to buy. Yeah. You can really taste that it's blended, right? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it made it smooth. A lot of caramel. Um, very drinkable whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to start. Yeah, it is a good way to start, isn't it, Spunky? Yeah, I'm going to delete, that, delete this moment from my memory. Oh, you're bringing that with you. Yeah, that's the fireball. There's, okay. there's a good way that you're going to delete that moment from your memory. It's with <laughs> the rest of the fireball. By burning it with 66 proof. Okay, guys. Uh, so, topic today. Uh, we are about to go to a wedding. It's 2.15-ish in the afternoon. The wedding is at 4.30. Um, so it's imminent. And we're going to talk about weddings that we've all gone to. Yeah. Our collective friend group. Yeah, we were talking uh, about this is the seventh of our friend groups of weddings that we've not been to. All of, all of the Megamites slowly uh, getting married one by one. Including one on this podcast. Yes. That's me, uh, Lee. I have been married. And you guys all went to my, uh, my wedding. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So... Who wants to share a wedding story from one of those seven weddings first? I'm happy to start. Actually, I think we should start with the first one. Chronological order seems like the most logical. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first one of our friend group to get married is uh, Adam. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I can't speak for everybody here, but for the most part, I didn't really know his uh, now wife very well before uh, we got to this. But I knew Adam fairly well. We basically spent a year uh, together uh, Mm -hmm. getting to know him. And he's like, all right, guys, like, it'd be super cool if you came out, come to my wedding. And this was pretty early going. He got married, what, just a year after some of us graduated? Yeah, like a year or two. I think it was 2008. Just a baby. Yeah, he was was real young. And um, so, at least for me, since, since I'm Jewish, this was my first like legit Christian wedding that I'd ever been to and it's and it's a Lutheran wedding. And uh for our listeners that aren't as or are about as familiar as I am with uh certain Christian traditions, the Lutheran wedding they have communion towards the end. The Lutherans do love communion. 
I'm very Catholic in that way. They were the first split off from the Catholic Church. They kept a lot of the customs and traditions with them. <laughs> you just that, gave that me a look it. like, that's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so four of us uh, drove down to South Carolina. It was uh, me, Spencer, Josh, and Joey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so actually a, a little side note, which was super funny. So Joey is from South Carolina. And so we all drove down. I came down to North Carolina and then I think mm-hmm. we drove the rest of the way. And Joey's like, yeah, you guys should get a hotel. I'm going to stay with my parents. Uh, I'll drop you guys off and take the car. Bye. That's <laughs> <laughs> Joey. Um, so yeah, we basically were in a La Quinta in the middle of nowhere. La Quinta. I do like the La Quinta. Yeah, uh, it's not the Hampton Inn and Suites, but it's okay. Uh, without a car in Charleston, it's just like, all right, well, I'll pick you guys up sometime in the morning. I'm gonna go help my dad with his warehouse yeah. for a while. We were stranded the La Quinta in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, so so back to the wedding. Um, so further background. Spencer is, is a bit of an atheist, though maybe has some Christian influences of some sort. History and knowledge, no active practice. Uh, Joey is Asian and I think has, holds no beliefs close to his heart. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm Jewish, and, and Josh is of some persuasion of something, Christian. Yeah. Something waspy. Um, and so, you know, we, we go to this beautiful old Charleston church. And it's the middle of the summer, and we have programs, and we're fanning ourselves. And, and this is the full experience for me. Like, I am getting the, the southern church wedding that, that I will never have. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a lovely ceremony. It's a lovely old church with, you know, nice pews. And the <laughs> minister, or I don't know what the head of don't the know. Minister's head, fine. Yeah. Um, after, you know, the lovely wedding ceremony says, okay, well, all baptized Christians, please come up and get communion. And <laughs> so, so I look at Spencer, and I look at Joey, like, nope. and he's like, uh, okay, I get, do, do we just wait? Like, or do we leave? Like, what happens now? And the entire rest of the church stands up. The entire rest of the church files out. We are the only three people left sitting in the entire place. With people staring at us as they walk past. Like, yeah. It's like, huh. There are others here. That's interesting. Yeah, a lot of heretics in. And I guess there was like a little receiving line afterwards, and so the entire church filed up after uh, you know the lovely couple take communion, and then I guess they do their thing on the way out, and we're just like, all right, so do we just join the line leaving? Like, uh, you scared they were going to baptize you? <laughs> I enjoyed too. I enjoyed Josh also standing up and just shaking his head. This is he walked back. Yeah, and then walks back and just like I can't believe you guys and just goes up and gets you. That is my favorite part of the story is that Josh just hung you out to dry. Rather than in solidarity with you guys uh, being sort of fr- good friends, he's just like yeah, heathens. <laughs> yeah, Josh, that's not uh, that's not something Josh is going to do. He's like a, not going to join you in that. That's funny. Close. Well, yeah. I did not go to that wedding. But that's a good story. That was a fun initial experience in the variety of ways because it was very much truly our first Magnum wedding, and it was a full Southern wedding experience. A delightful ceremony with the full hats and the frills and them. Pimento cheese? What? Is there pimento cheese to be had? Is there pimento cheese? 
Oh, they're shrimp and grits. Uh, oh, there, yeah, reception. Yeah. That, that was delicious. <laughs> but. And the, the reception was on a boat in the harbor. Yeah, we were on a boat. God, that sounds like a hell. <laughs> it really does. Shrimp and grits on a boat. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, uh, I can jump into a next door if you like. Far away. Uh, y'all can help me with this because we each had a very different experience with it, particularly you, Levi. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Dustin's wedding and our entrance to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start it off from, from my side. So um, I was, was in the wedding party. So, of course, I drove there earlier and was going through all the preparations, getting prepared and such. Well, just for, just for time frame, this was many years after Adam's wedding. We're jumping like what? two, three. This, this, is, this is after Josh's wedding. No, no, no. no, no, no. It was way before. It was way before. But, yeah, so I'm in the wedding party. We're getting prepared. Um, I'm not seeing you guys show up, and I'm like, well, you know, the wedding's going to start here. I, I don't recall when it started, maybe five, six. Um, the precise time isn't important, but, I mean, we're talking about 4.50. starts at 5. Uh, you were the only one of us in the wedding party, right? I was. I was. Um, so I was sort of lined up in this sort of hallway, this sort of staging area before, you know, making the entrance into the actual actual venue. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's 4.50, 4.52, uh, And then I just see this, this sort of unwashed mass of, of young men walking in um, wearing things like uh, one of the guys, it wasn't a fedora, but it was a similar style hat, um, people in glasses. Clearly, people had been been uh, sort of pregame. People in glasses? Sunglasses. Like, sunglasses, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was transition lenses. I wasn't wearing sunglasses. I was wearing sunglasses. You were wearing sunglasses. Uh, and I was wearing that weird hat Levi's referencing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they sort of walked walk right past us, um, you know, looking like they're going to have some fun tonight, uh, looking like they're here to party, and uh, showing up right in the nick of time. You're on time, uh, but not by much. And as that happens, Dustin looks at him, looks at you guys, and I'm sure he sort of like does a thumbs up or approval, like, yeah, get after it. Um, and the wedding planner looks at me and says, that's your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a real weird experience for us because uh, I think I drove. I was the one that drove us all there. And there's been a lot of pre-gaming going into that particular event. Not, not by me. Yeah, I did not by me for that one. But getting buddy in the car on time was a disaster. That was the one that we pre-gamed the hardest because yeah. we started, oh, yeah. literally started drinking liquor at like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And like it was real early, and that wedding wasn't until like through four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And, and to Levi's point, we we got there maybe two minutes before no. the wedding parties walked out. It was it was really skin uh, party. Yeah, because yeah. we were sitting to get out, looking at the time, going, guys, I think we probably need to go. And it was like, ah, it's close, it's fine. That GPS didn't. It was like we were going to miss it by like ten minutes. <laughs> we had no concept how far away it was. And and sort of placing context for listeners who may not necessarily know. I mean, the venue was. A little bit out out of ways. Um, it was maybe forty five minutes. Um, yeah, it's sort of out of ways from from where we all lived. Uh, so it was sort of out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was a beautiful venue. I really really dug the venue, but um, it was out of ways. Uh, and so and we recruited everybody because I don't. We had like eight people piled. Yeah, in the we car. we had a ton of people piled in the car and. I don't think two of them were, like, really planning to come. I think Clint and George were just, like, completely writing it off. And then, like, somebody, like, called them and was like, all right, you're coming. We're going to drop by and pick you, you know, up. Them. Like, find a tie. <laughs> Which, you know, the wedding planner has to love us, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got this, lo- like, to Levi's point, you got this 
truckload of drunk 20-somethings yeah. showing up minutes before this thing's about to start with two people they had not planned to even be there. We yeah, just went and got them. Yeah. <laughs> when we show up, there's, since we got there so late, there's no one outside anymore. So we just show up to an utterly empty venue, and we're worried we've gone to the wrong place. We can't see anyone there. So we start looking <laughs> in the windows of various buildings, and the, I think it's the second building we get to. We look in the window to look right in Levi's face as he and all the other members of the bridal party are assembled for the march, waiting for us to show up. And scrambling to find umbrellas because it is about to pour. Yeah. Yeah, that was a it was an all-around performance. Yeah. Was, given that we were all drunk, we all start knocking at the window and waving, just utterly totally confused by what's happening. As Levi and Dustin start gesturing for us to get in the damn venue. <laughs> I will say that. As sort of annoyed I was by the fact that we, you know, we had a couple of drinks um, in in preparation, but but nothing too terribly fun, especially not when in your, in your younger twenties. Um, but I was jealous of you guys. I mean, you just just walked in and clearly were were there to party. Whereas I had to drive myself, right? So I'm I'm there early, so I've got to stay relatively sober uh, throughout the entire ceremony. And and all my good friends are out there just tying one on. We, we had like five out. or six flasks between us too. Oh, like, was, this was, was not a party that was about to stop for the ceremony or wedding planners or anybody that that frowned on our behavior. No, and then our uh, last thing from that wedding is we got one of our friends, George. Mm-hmm. We got him so drunk that when the um, the pastor was talking, right? Yep. He. <laughs> George started commentary out loud that you could everyone could hear yeah. about him, like, like and, and about random things in the Bible. He's like, well, you know, we're uh, you know from this Bible verse, you know, Isaiah thirteen twenty four, and and he starts rattling off some from lines from the Bible, and George is like, that's an unreliable narrator. Like you can't believe anything they say. <laughs> Who cares? Like he's he's like why enough the people in the audience are turning and staring. He's like a like a like a baseball fan at Fenway with this roster. <laughs> Spice it up a bit. Um, that winning started. Yes, we did. We we tied one on that day. That was that was a lot of fun. I believe so. Um, I, I think maybe the my favorite of that wedding was the bachelor party and the planning thereof. Um, but I think Levi has a little bit more uh, in-depth knowledge of, of the stuff behind it. But I do remember one thing from the service itself. Um, the pastor told a joke that I think is a funny joke, but boggled my mind that it was at a wedding. Um, and so so the joke is um there's this couple that goes to the fair and they're they're recently married, but they're not doing too well, they're not particularly rich, and they pass by a uh booth that is selling helicopter rides for twenty dollars. And you know <clears throat> Joe turns to Irma and says, you know, I, I'd love to, to go up on, on the helicopter. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, Irma says, well, Joe, you know, we're not doing too well, and $20 is $20. And so they come back year after year and have the same conversation until they're, you know, well into their uh, sunset years. They're, they're nice and old. And 
the helicopter pilot had seen them every every single year having this conversation. So he's like, all right, guys, look, I'll take you guys up, but you can't say a word during the entire flight. And if you can keep you can keep completely silent for the entire thing, I'll, I'll do it for free. But if not, then you have to pay me twenty dollars. And Joe Terrence Sermon's like, you know, this is a great deal. You know, I really want to do this, and I think you know we can just not talk at all. And so she agrees, and they go up. And this helicopter pilot is doing every trick in the book that he can to get them to shout out in surprise and wonderment and fear. Absolutely nothing. He's banking. He's turning. He's doing all all the things that he can think of. And he is impressed that that you know neither of them have said a word the entire time or completely silent. And so you know he finally gives up. You know takes them one last loop and and is coming in for a landing. And it's like Joe, you know you've done such an impressive job. You know I'm really impressed. You know how, how did you keep it in? He's like well. You know, early on when Irma fell out, I was about to say something, but you know, twenty dollars is twenty dollars. That's the joke. That was glorious <laughs> applause or laughter. Yeah, and like, uh, like I don't think it's. I, I think it's more <laughs> the context made it fun. Yeah, it's not a great joke. I, I don't think it's a bad joke, but. To tell in the middle, like right when somebody's about to get married, and then he segued and it's like, and so uh, communication is important, guys. <laughs> and then just like, yeah, just, just like yeah. whatever, dude. Boom, done. Yeah. Yes, I give a speech. Yeah, yeah they just handed me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Joey went first. Technically the best match. Uh, Joey, Joey had some motivations before he got up there. Uh, I'm not going to say it was a bad speech. I will say it rambled a bit. Uh, he got up in Josh's face a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, what did you think of uh, Joey's speech? Uh, I think you gave a good a good recap there. It was rambly a little bit. I mean, there there were kernels of the core good speech. Uh, but it just need to be tightened up a little bit, workshopped a little bit better. Um, but yeah, and then then of course you follow it up um, and and you know murder things. That's then that's happened multiple times because remember after Doug's wedding, we were up at the bar talking, uh, and random like twenty five year old blonde girls that I just like one after another, like right out of a Cosmo magazine, were just coming up. I thought that was so funny. Like you do have some some experience in you know public speaking, so so this is not like a a surprise that you're good at it, but you you do an impressively good job. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Which I did for about three years. Mm. Oh yeah. We started 
knowledgeable as to what was going on out of our group, but maybe I'm speaking a little bit too fast for, for Levi, because he's very knowledgeable about interesting subjects. What do you mean? <laughs> so it, it was uh, a more traditional Indian wedding, and, and yes. it was not, nothing that I have ever experienced before, and, and very unique in that, that way for me, and, and Joey kind of looked a, a little
I'm sitting here with a, my phone watching this race with an amount of money that you know on it that was made me uncomfortable, right? Like it was an uncomfortable bet. <laughs> and he wins, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, what's going on? I'm like, the horse race. Like, Why do you care about horse races? <laughs> That's a long story. Don't worry about it. But America Fair did win. So that is not memory of Winning a bunch of money on a, a horse. Uh, and All right, so like let's back up. I think our audio cut out a little bit. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do a quick recap of, uh, of what BJ was getting out there. So the night before my wedding, we had a reception um, at, you know, after the rehearsal uh, at a bar. We didn't have the traditional rehearsal dinner. We just had finger food. And a, uh, we had rented out a bar. Now, this is a really high-end bar in Chapel Hill called the Grunkleton. In order to rent that bar out, which they don't normally do, he said he'd only done it a handful of times. You had to agree to, I think it was about $3,000, $2,500, of a tab in a couple-hour period. Um, and so some of my more astute friends heard this and said, oh, we got to monitor the situation because if we get to like 15 minutes left and there's $500 hanging out there that you've got to pay for anyway, mm-hmm. let's bring that pappy down. Let's bring it down. And so had, BJ had you. Uh, and I had another friend of mine, Jimmy, mm-hmm. Jimmy Dan Board. Um, and Jimmy did a, a, a really funny thing because he got, I think he got Pappy. Um, and he got it and he gave it to my mother-in-law who took it like Spencer Drake's fireball. She just <laughs> knocked it back and was like, that's okay, thanks. That's pretty good. And yeah, we're all like, yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the third person he gave it to was like, you know, I'm not so sure about Bertha and, and
also in sort of discussing Mangum Weddings and specifically yours, um, she did want to give a special shout out to, to the cheese plate um, at the at the end of the meal. Yes, so this is uh, Sarah and me, uh, Sarah's my wife. Uh, we do not like desserts. We really don't. So what we did at the end of the meal is, is we went French with it and we gave everybody a cheese board. People seem to like it. It was quite a little, nice little change of pace. But yeah. I, and then we had a little a box of truffles that you could take with you if you wanted something. Remember that. Yeah. Um, and I also remember um, trying to smoke a cigar with your dad. And or my, my stepdad. Your stepdad, that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, And he was, like, all for it until the time actually came because uh, he was just like, oh, God, I, I have stuff to do. And, like, I talked to him a couple of times over the, over the course of the night. And, and I was like, all right, you know, let's go do it. And he's just like, yeah, I have to, like, I have to do, like, one more thing. And, and so, so that is the one thing that I felt like was remiss in, in, in that wedding was I was really looking forward to smoking with your, with your stepdad. But other than that. I'd be able to do it. You probably can do it over New Year's because they're going to be here until the 31st. Oh, cool. The morning of the 31st. Um, okay. Anything more on my wedding before we get to the, the, the last wedding we're going to talk about? Well, plenty more to discuss, but let's move on. We, well, yeah. we have time for it. We have got Doug's wedding. We did, the most recent one. Douglas Eugene Sparrow. I was part of this wedding. You were? Um, and Doug um, made the mistake of allowing me to give a speech. Now, not at the actual wedding. He was smart enough for that, but it was at the rehearsal dinner. Um, and, you know, you guys know Doug. Mm-hmm. There was nothing for me to do but roast him, right? I had no yeah. other yeah. option. Yeah. So, so Doug, uh, and we, we've definitely referred to him a handful of times in the past, but Doug, to say that, that and and maybe not incorrectly, he's a bit full of himself. Mm. Um, confident man. He, he's a very confident man. He's done a lot of impressive things with his life, and, and so so he is, you know, to take air out of his sails is something that's just sort of necessary for everyone. So I stood up there, uh, and none of you guys were there, which is a shame. But I, I did this. I, it was like a kind of like a filibuster. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had pages of this speech, and I would just kept. I would flip the page, and Doug would look at me, and he's like, "Are you done yet?" And people were laughing, but I was like, "No, it's not done." Hey, remember that time you told me you met Will Smith in Africa? That was probably bullshit. Okay. <laughs> oh, you have a speech career? Uh huh. Yeah. That was probably bullshit, and I just went on and on, and it was so great because I could tell I won the room, and Doug did like it. He came around. Yeah, he liked it, Um, but his mom came up, and his mom's a sweetheart. She's lovely, but he gave her a sparrow. She gave me a very aggressive hug. Yeah. Yeah. You make fun of my Dougie. Like, I can't do her voice the way Doug can. But she was like, kind of like, people like that, but I kind of didn't. Yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> um, I've danced with her to pretty much every man wedding. That's true, you have. Um, I've danced with her too. Yeah. Not at everyone, but I, ha- I did it at Doug's wedding. Um, anyway, yeah, Doug's wedding was great. I had a lot of fun. It was out in the Farrington. And, and I said, one of the great moments for me was where. Ever I was near you, someone new would be coming up to congratulate you on that speech. Yeah, that one, that, like, I've given a, a number of speeches for friends uh, at birthday celebrations or weddings or whatever. That's the one I was most proud of because, mm-hmm. it, and, and obviously it was going to be the best because Doug has such rich source material. Don't yeah. Like, he gives you so much to work with. I remember, I remember, I remember writing that speech and being like, this is like the easiest speech I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I've got material for days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that so it was at that wedding, I believe, that we had the picture with sort of all of our significant yeah. others, and then and that, and that little picture booth too. We also 
Oh, yeah, uh, they did have a little picture booth. Yeah. So, oh, no, so maybe it wasn't his wedding. Maybe it was at Joey's wedding, where it was, like, all the couples around. Uh, around that statue yeah. in front of that. That was at Joey's wedding. This one, we, have, we had two separate group pictures. We had a group picture of all the guys and a group picture of all the significant nope. others, too, all separately piled into the uh, little photo booth that they were doing. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Doug's winning reserves gets an award for um, most interesting venue, where it was basically occurring in like a converted barn that was off in the country. Yeah, it, it, so the Farrington is it's an inn, but there's a spa mm-hmm. and there's little shops mm-hmm. throughout. It's most, supposed to be like a, a destination place where you go and you stay there. Yeah. And you go to the spa, or you go horseback riding or whatever, and it is a, a old converted farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty high end. Like oh, when, yeah. when you say no. converted farm, you're I, not I, thinking. I, no, like, no, no, it, it, it was, it's gorgeous. It was a beautiful location. It was just. I had no lead into what it was going to be, so we were going off very much into the country to find it. It was, it was unexpectedly wonderful in terms of, in terms of when we were there. Yeah, no, I, I had a blast, and Levi and I uh, actually retired a little early and went out and sat on some lawn chairs uh, and looked out over the Farrington and uh, discussed many heady things. It was, it was a very lovely uh, time. So I, I loved Doug's wedding. I had a blast. I thought the food was good too. It was a buffet, but it was yeah. still pretty good food. Mm-hmm. It was definitely nice. Um, I feel like we sort of settled into the the more mature end of the wedding. <laughs> By that point, we fully yeah. transitioned. Um, and it, you know, no. well, I don't know because it, it, not at the wedding. At the wedding, we were all good. Yeah. yeah. But then we went to the bar in the hotel afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's when people started to get a little excited. I mean, we didn't. It wasn't really bad, but it was. I mean, there were some very drunk people there. Myself yeah, included. It has been interesting to look look at this, discuss all these weddings, and see how different the experiences were coming from Adams some ten years ago to Doug's just last year. Well, yeah. all right. So, last topic before we go. What's your strategy for this wedding? Well, we are day drinking. So, <laughs> day drinking uh, before it. I'm, I'm where we're doing our uh, piece. You, you've you've not. Done a lot of damage on that fireball sensor. I'm currently so, putting this in a flask so, uh, on my hip for the entire wedding. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that might be a plastic bottle. You just put that in your jacket pocket, and it'll feel just like court for you. <laughs> Levi, any specific strategy for this uh, this wedding? How are you going into this? Uh, I mean, I think, and I can't think of a good word, but we should really come up with a sort of code word um, or is there a keyword that Spencer has to drink on when he hears. So it might be love, it might be happiness, um, something like that. When when anyone's given a speech, whether in the ceremony or at the reception and all the, all the speeches, uh, Spencer has to drink to. If, uh, if someone uh, gives the love is good, love is kind no, speech, no, 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 I'm no, going to no. die. I, I think using Chris's full name, Cristiano. Cristiano. Because I'm pretty sure this is going to come up, but it's going to be kind of random. And it'll probably be like, you know, you just have to like take a little nap. See, I was going the other way. I was going to use the word years. Because think about how many times years comes up oh. in these speeches. We don't actually want oh, to Oh, we you many years together. Oh, through the years we've been such best friends. I do like that. You're going to hear it. So we'll do both. Oh, well, when, <laughs> so when we... <laughs> But when Lee gets up to give his speech, he's he's gonna you know start referencing, you know, as time goes by and you know the years that we've been friends and you know the years that we spent in Mango. And meanwhile, Chris is like, "Why the hell is Lee giving a speech?" <laughs> and why is he growling? <laughs> he, he just took the microphone out of somebody's hand. That was my best man. 
<laughs> I was about to say, we talked last night. I, I had no idea you'd given a speech, but fantastic. Cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> no one else knows about it. It's fine. That is actually one unique feature of this wedding. Is, I think since Adams is that none of us are playing a role. None of us are part of the wedding party. Yeah, none no. of us are playing the role, uh, any we're, role. We're all just guests of the wedding party. And uh, I, I feel like we're – other times we've at least known a handful of other people. There's some, been some crossover and a lot of like the friendships that people have had, except for Adam's wedding, yeah. where you know we, we were, five of us and no one. Yeah, there, there was just like no one else that that we knew anything about. But um, but yeah, usually I feel like there's been some crossover in friends. Whereas I mean, Levi, I feel like you you probably know the best. Uh, uh, the four of us. Yeah, the four probably. I mean, I and I've hung out with Stephanie and know her better than sort of the. This is being recorded, BJ. Um, (laughs) But I think you're overselling that. I mean, um, we didn't have a sense of Siri. We didn't have a sense of Becky. We did not really have a sense of Sarah throughout. Okay. Um, I'm not saying like significant others. I'm just saying like other friends. So with um, okay, okay. with, With Josh, like you knew a lot of his work friends. So there was some crossover with a lot of the other attendees that you well, knew. Well, we family, too. I mean, like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, I just want to corner, you know, corner the guys who uh, work with Chris at his uh, dojo and have conversations about him, him leading children. So uh, <laughs> do you know Kung Fu? Um, and, and just, like, you, you could pull out your uh, question to, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, the UK dude, his mom, Garrett. The, Garrett. Garrett. Oh my God, that's <laughs> <laughs> that was messed up, Levi. It really was. Look, I mean, I'm not proud of the moment, but I'm not going to regret kindergarten it. Kindergarten teacher. <laughs> so anyway, so, so I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun, and it'll be interesting to see uh, all the random people that we don't know that are silently judging us for uh, tying one on and having no idea who we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with that, I think we can conclude. Fellas, we got to get our suits on. Oh, yeah. we got to get to Raleigh. we got to go away. This has been a lot of fun. This is our very first in-person Mega Talks podcast. Live show. Yeah. Three quarters of the Mega Talks crew here in one room. Uh, really enjoyed it with you guys. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with us throughout this episode of Whiskey on the Weekend. If you have a chance, check out our other pods. We've got Mangum Reads with... Spencer. Spencer and Yeah. We've got Mangum Talks Hoops with myself and Levi Baxter. And then we have the GOT Guy Questions podcast where we review episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones. And that's me and Spencer. New episode that coming soon. Mm-hmm. And probably the next Whiskey on the Weekends will also be live, all four of us together, because that is our, our yearly tradition of getting together for New Year's where uh, the, the alcohol flows freely along with the stories. So uh, hopefully that'll be another good in-person one. And we won't be under the gun for that one so we can go a little bit more. Levi, we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, everybody.